Humans, 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 welcome. Welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show for those of you who are new. Welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show. This is my pamphlet. This is my manifesto. You know, Thomas Paine had a pamphlet. Common Sense. Ted Kaczynski had a manifesto. Industrial Society and its Future. I have this podcast, The Sydney Hollis Show. Mine's, my project's a little more personal. Thomas Paine, his pamphlet, Common Sense. Ted Kaczynski's manifesto. <laughs> What's it again? The Industrials. Industrial Society and its Future. Sydney Hollis and his audio um, podcast, The Sydney Hollis Show. Anyway, thank you for joining. So, humans, we got a couple topics f- for today. Uh, I want to get into. I want to get into. What is Gen Z craving? And I'll explain a little bit more about that when we get to that. But what is Gen Z craving? Also, there's something new on the horizon for Crocs. The <laughs> controversial footwear. I say controversial. I mean, it's very mainstream now. But original Crocs, they turned some heads. They weren't for everyone. Some people hated them. Just the same way people hated the iPad for like a day. So we're going to talk about a development with Crocs. And humans... We didn't talk about it, and I'm embarrassed that we didn't, and I'm mad that we didn't. The United States women's soccer team. I want to. I want to talk a little women's World Cup. I, I'm bummed that we let it slip through our hands without talking about it here at the show because I, you know, I love when the Olympics are in a different time zone completely. I love when you know, love a good royal wedding. Love to wake up at strange hours and watch live television. So we'll get to that. And of course, we lost, uh, you know, we lost a member of the, the rock and roll family. Not that I'm a member of that. So the, the rock and roll family, they lost a member this week. Robbie Robertson from the band has passed and we have. A listener line submission about that, and I'll say a few words too. Why not? Why not? So, humans, before we get to what is Gen Z craving, and you know, before we go there, we'll go to Crocs first. But before we go to Crocs, and before we go to what is Gen Z craving, I have another question I'm asking myself. You know, I'm a shorts guy, and that that means nothing. So many places. That's just like, what are you talking about? You mean you're alive? You wear shorts? Okay. But in New York City, there's this whole, like, anti-shorts attitude. I wouldn't say it's a movement, because it's been around for a long time, I think. (laughs) So it's just some weird culture. Now, I'm not the only guy in town that wears shorts, obviously, but... To the amount that I wear shorts, to how early in the the year, 
and how late in the year I wear shorts, or to certain occasions where I wear shorts, it it's a, it will become a topic of conversation. <laughs> but that's just you know other shorts wearers in New York probably experience the same thing. Uh, you know, there's just this like oh long pants this and that and I don't know it's weird. It's almost, maybe it's a big city thing in general, but it's certainly a New York thing. So for those of you that live in places where wearing shorts is just normal, which I think is probably more places than not, uh, you're like, cool, dude, you're a shorts guy. Anyway, I'm a shorts guy. And as you know, I'm also a bike commuter. So I'm always wearing like, I'm always, I'm always wearing athletic shorts. And, you know, I like the ones with pockets, obviously, so I can have my keys and my phone and my wallet the necessary evils. What was Ted's uh, manifesto called again? Industrial society and its future. Just making sure I can carry my phone around with me all the time. So anyway. You know, these athletic shorts, they kind of have a mesh pocket or a mesh-like pocket. Boy, mesh is the real word around here these days, isn't it, humans? We'll get to mesh later as well. <clears throat> and what ends up happening? Well, I'm the I'm a keys in your right pocket kind of guy. In my right pockets, there's eventually holes. There's gaps. My sharp keys tear through the mesh over time. You know, cycling, there's a lot of leg movement, walking obviously. Uh, you know, tears through the mesh over time. And I've lost several good pairs of shorts, you know, just due to the pocket wearing out. And I'll still wear them. And they gotta, then I got to remember, like, oh, this pocket has a hole in it. You have to use the other pocket exclusively, which is weird. Or, like, carry a little bag. And still remember not to put anything in that pocket. And we all know muscle memory. There's nothing more embarrassing than putting change in your pocket. <laughs> in a store and then hearing it hit the ground while you're still in front of the cashier and then trying to play it off like nothing nothing just happened so here's my plea can we make keys rounder can we make keys rounder why do my keys have to be sharp and ruin a pair of shorts before it's their time and before you motorists chime in, you car drivers, you car owners, you know, the kind of people that live in New York City that own a car and then they're suddenly entitled to taking up a huge amount of space on the street. God willing, they're just willing to move that piece of metal twice a week for the street sweeper. Congratulations, you now get to take up part of a road. By not driving your car all the time. Anyway. <laughs> for you motorists. I know you guys have like these fobs now that are round. And you know before. Right before just the the, the fob only. There was the, the key that would click out of the fob. So yeah. Before you guys say yeah there are round keys man. Well I guess I'm talking. I mean I don't have a car. So I guess I'm talking exclusively of house keys. <laughs> 
the occasional, you know, closet key to like a closet at a job or the occasional bike key, of course. A key to a cat sitter. A cat sitting gigs thing. A key to a friend's apartment. Who's to say? All these freaking keys are chopping my shorts to pieces. You know, very slowly. Anyway, that's that. Can we make keys rounder? That's a million dollar idea, humans. Take that on the tank. Okay, on to the Crocs. So, humans, something's going on with Crocs. And, as you may or may not know, I wear Crocs. And I'm one of these annoying people. I'm one of these snobs. You know, the Wayfair, the Oakley Wayfair. You run into people sometimes and you compliment their sunglasses, you compliment their Wayfarers, and they say, hey, <laughs> I know you're complimenting me, but... These Wayfarers deserve another compliment because these are OG Wayfarers. These are the original, like, 1980-something Risky Business Wayfarers. All right? How cool am I? Oh, cool Lacoste shirt, man. I love the alligator logo. Uh, uh, uh. This is OG Lacoste from the 80s, dude. This isn't, you know... Some 2000s return of the Lacoste. Return of the little alligator. This is original. This is me with my Crocs. I have 2005 Crocs. The bottoms are like flat and getting too thin. I can feel stuff on the ball of my feet. (laughs) Little pebbles. I'm like the princess and the pea. The prince and the croc. And humans... They are dangerous now because there's not that grip. There's not, you know, a multi-textured level on the foot. So when I walk on a really, when I walk on a wet, wet, polished surface, I skate. I skate. And it's dangerous to be like in a bar where people are spilling drinks. Anyway, Crocs. That's my Croc story. If you'd like to submit your Croc story, listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Just record into the Voice Memo app on your smartphone, hit the share button, and then email that sound clip to listenerline at sydneyhollishow.com. So humans, we're living in the world of collaborations. Oh man, did you see that Supreme just did a collaboration with Martha Stewart? Oh my god, dude, so sick. These are like $500 sneakers. They're like Supreme Martha Stewart Nike skateboard collab, 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 collab. Well, Crocs, Crocs have joined the party. Crocs have now collaborated with none other than. Wake up to the hot taste of Kellogg's hot tarts. Give Pop Tarts an incredible taste. So hot, they're cool. The Croc Tarts. Crocs? Crocs has collabed with Pop Tarts. 
they're making, you know, the little gibbets, the little charms that you put in your Crocs. I have none. Pop-Tarts has collabed with Crocs and they're making, they've made edible gibbets called Croc-Tarts. Hmm. I'm all for it. Sounds kind of fun. I mean, as someone who wears Crocs every day, uh, I, I would think I would want to like <laughs> wear the gibbet for like a minute or two and then eat it because they get really dirty. <laughs> Gross. There's a lot of dust that gets kicked up on a croc or in any footwear. I remember when Reefs came out with the bottle opener in the bottom of the flip-flop. And like some people were like, well, I don't want to put my beer bottle down at the bottom of my shoe. So uh, this probably wouldn't appeal to that crowd. I'd try it. I'd try it. I still like Pop-Tarts. And humans, the 80s ad that I played for you just now, that ad is like from when like they were really pushing regular Pop-Tarts without the frosting. Now you're hard, hard fought to find Pop-Tarts without the frosting. That's certainly the exception, not the rule. But when they first came out, the frosted things were like this whole new thing. They were just they were just plain Jane Pop Tarts at first. And did you notice they said real fruit filling? I wonder. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that when Pop Tarts first came out, they were trying to kinda of like be, you know, toe that line of like being sort of a healthy breakfast option. Quote unquote. And maybe they just realized, no, 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 we got to go after kids the way we, you know, we do with sugar cereal. And then they started making the frosting. Because I, I bet you, I'm not going to look this up, but I bet you Pop-Tarts don't contain just ingredients made with real fruit on the inside anymore. I bet you, bet you that's no, no longer the case. And, and in fact, <laughs> as someone who's recently had a s'mores Pop-Tart, and an Eggo waffle Pop-Tart. Uh, I guess I can. we can go ahead and close the loop on that. They've given up on the all-natural fruit uh, route. Humans, we are going to get to the U.S. women's soccer team and the Women's World Cup. But before we do, I, do, I want to pose this question. What is Gen Z craving? And maybe I should say it a different way. What will Gen Z be craving? What is Gen Z missing out on? And I wonder if it's a little thing called privacy. Now, you know me. I'm a DuckDuckGo guy. That's my search engine of choice. Um, I like privacy. I like privacy. One, just personally... And two, uh, overall, I think it's probably just a, a bad idea to have all of our stuff out there for our government or anyone else's government to just have a look at. Or And all these big corporations, don't forget, they govern us too, humans. But I guess I find myself wondering, maybe it's not even just for Gen Z, it's for all of us. When can you, when can you really be vulnerable and tell people intimate things and tell people secrets anymore. So much, 
so much of our lives is just done through our phones, done done through our computers. You know, you know. I, don't get me wrong. I still have an occasional Zoom hangout. I love group texting. You know, I'm, I'm on social media, which I try not to be, <laughs> but sometimes I'm here to promote the podcast, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm hooked on it again, and then I got to delete it from my phone because it's just I get I get carried away and just the scrolling. But the way we communicate to each other, I feel like I have less friends in person. Now, maybe that's because people moved away from New York during COVID and and just living in New York. I've noticed that the amount of friends I have ebbs and flows. I'll have a lot of close friends for a couple of years and then they'll kind of move away and then I'll have another batch. So maybe I'm just going through that right now, humans. But I just feel like the way we relate to each other, I certainly just feel like I have less friends right now in person. I still have some very close friends I keep keep up with. And because of the times, I keep up with them electronically. But it just makes me wonder if I'm keeping up with a lot of my friends electronically. And it's easy to do with friends that even live, live here in the city. I'm sure those of you that are parents or those of you that, you know, live in areas where it's hard to get to your friends. You know, you, you keep up your friendships electronically. But I just imagine if you're even younger, like that's just a more part of your life. I speculate. And I just think like, how can you ever tell secrets and think, oh, this is safe with that person. Now, of course you have to trust that person, but this is safe with that person. But now... You're trusting that your phone will never get hacked, that some transcript of your Zoom call will never surface. I mean, that stuff's getting saved somewhere, right? It happened. And I just think like, wow, how depressing. And the only solution is just to get together in person, to get together in person more and to leave the phones behind. I'd almost like to start a movement you know where we just where we just put our phones in one room in a home and then we go talk outside where we're not even in earshot of the damn things you know it's just i think it's important keeps me up keeps me up at night thinking about this topic this topic has been something i've wanted to talk about for a couple of weeks now and i just keep putting it off cuz i don't really have a grasp on it but it just seems like you know if you want to tell some people let's just say well, this comes from a real place, actually, humans. I, I had something I wanted to confide in a couple of close friends of mine. Nothing too troubling, but still something embarrassing that I, I feel like if it if it got around, it probably people would say, that's not a big deal, dude. But it would embarrass me. And I was like, man, I don't really think I could text this to them. Just for fear that somehow one of our phones would get hacked and it could go... In my mind, of course, go viral, right? Last thing I want is to end up on uh, <laughs> Dave Portnoy's website, Barstool. I have a funny Dave Portnoy, Portnoy story for you after this, humans. And um, I just, I was, you know, I, t- I ended up texting this group of friends and said, let's jump on a Zoom call at some point. I want to talk to you guys about something. And even then, I mean, I felt I felt safe in that way. But I mean, even then, it's going across some thing. You know, someone could be, mon- you know, 
with all we know with the Patriot Act, the secret is safe electronically. So I just wonder, is, is Gen Z going to grow? And by the time they're middle-aged, they're like, enough already. I want to just be able to talk without thinking everything's being recorded and, and this, this, that, and the other. I mean, we're hard-pressed to go anywhere without a camera on us these days, humans. Hard-pressed to go anywhere. Is it is it going that we're going to start craving good old-fashioned privacy again? Are we going to turn to the outdoors? I don't know. I wonder. I wonder. And I'm not even going after. Of course, you guys know I dislike smartphones, even though I'm just as caught up as everyone else with them. But I just, I, I'm not even criticizing <laughs> that we're relating via technology. I'm more just the, the thought of like, because you relate via technology, then everything is, everything is semi-grabbable. And that's that's just I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me, humans. It doesn't sit well with me. I mean, maybe the answer is like a monthly camping trip, you know, where it's like phones off. They're in the glove box of like the farthest car from the campsite, and you know, it's just try to relate, try to enjoy the fact that you think. That there's no, you know, record of what you're saying. And then, last little bit about this, humans. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. You know, just just with the idea that everything's recorded now, and this and that. You know, I like to watch sports. You watch sports, of course, you always see instant replay. And then with our phones, we can always just, like, you know, watch a video again, or this or that. And, of course, with, you know... Most televisions, you can hit pause and then go back and watch something if you missed it, even if you're not DVRing it. Of course, my antenna television is slightly different. But I've noticed when I watch sports in person now, humans, that my mind thinks more like TV. So if I, like, go, you know, to McCarran Park here in Brooklyn and have, like, a coffee in the morning and and a breakfast sandwich... And I'm watching some people play soccer. If I see like a shot on goal or a goal, I'm like, holy crap, that was cool. And then somewhere in my mind, I'm expecting to see it again from like the same angle or then maybe a different angle. And then it's just like, no, that that's it. It's really weird. It doesn't happen with other things. But for some reason, when I watch you know, non-televised sports, which for me is just tends to be pickup games when I'm just chilling here in the city at a park or a beach or something like that. Uh, I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, my brain is still, I think, Oh wait, they're just going to start playing again. Like they just jog the ball back to midfield and then, you know, they start playing soccer all over again. And I'm like, like I'm lacking the, it's so strange. Like I feel the the lack of a replay. My my brain is now expecting a replay when there's a big sports play. Anyway, humans, is the notion of privacy could that be something Gen Z will end up craving? 
Are they already craving it? Do they not know yet? And I also ask this from the point of view of, you know, being one of these people that is old enough to have lived without the internet until a decent age, but then young enough to have adapted to it pretty quickly. And there's all kinds of terms for this, and people talk about this, you know, quite a bit. And it's it's interesting, and it's unique. And if you listen to this podcast, you're, you're probably in that age group, but there's a lot of different ages that listen to this podcast as well. Uh, but it's, you know, I feel lucky that, you know, the internet either wasn't around or was just this stupid dial-up thing that was way more trouble than it was worth until I was out of high school. And even then, we didn't have the internet in my home until eighth grade. Uh, but, you know, of course, the smartphone changed everything. I mean, when it was... It's... It's humans. <laughs> it's crazy how much of our, like, time... Our present time when we're out and about, we've just given away. And it has happened so... The cell phone. As soon as I had a cell phone, I just wanted to text my friends all the time. Back when texts cost 10, 10 cents. And my friends would be angry at me, some of them, for texting them. You know, with the old T9 text language. And then it's just the smartphone. It's just, it's just crazy. It makes me sad. When, like, I think of how many pictures I've probably been in where I'm looking at my phone and didn't know someone was taking my picture. And then you look at pictures from the eighties or videos from the eighties and it's just people are, you know, maybe they're not paying attention to the fact that their picture's being taken 100% of the time, but they're either reading a newspaper or they're just staring off or they're like doing a crossword puzzle or they're, they're oftentimes <laughs> not doing anything or they're actually talking to their friends. Anyway, I feel thankful to have lived some of my life without the smartphone. And I just, I, I wonder like, is are people going to be driven crazy in our Gen Zers? People who've never really gotten to live without a smartphone. Are they just going to like, are they going to crave what life was like before at some point? Not everything has a fingerprint on it. You could just, you could make a mistake once in a while and no one knew. And then you just chose to learn from it on your own or what have you. But I don't know. Anyway, humans, is that what Gen Z is craving? I'm like John Stossel at the end of one of his pieces on 2020. And it, it is, that is what Gen Z is craving. So humans, the music community lost uh, one of, you know, a hero this week. Robbie Robertson from The Band passed away. And, uh, you know, love the band, love the last waltz. Uh, you know, I've, I've always heard, I've always heard, but there, there was some tension between the bandmates, uh, particularly between Levon Helm and Robbie Robertson, uh, towards the end of their, or at least the end of their, uh, careers in the band. Nevertheless, sad to see him go. You know, it's, it's sad when these old rock stars die. Die, but we uh we got a listener line submission, and it's from David in Boulder, and he sent this into the listener line just under the wire. He said, "If it's not too late, I have a Robbie fact for you. He and Jerry Garcia both passed on the same day. 
fathers of American rock music. Long may they rock in our ears and in our hearts. Thank you, David. Thank you. I think I needed to hear that because I heard that and I was just, I heard of Robbie's, Robertson's passing. I thought, oh man. Okay. But you put a little perspective. I mean, you sent that with some real emotion. That's at least what I'm getting from it. That's an interesting fact that he died on the same day of the year as Jerry Garcia. But fathers of American rock music, well, you can definitely say that. And long may they rock in our ears and in our hearts. Yes. Long may you run. Long may you run. Of course, it's a Neil Young song. But thank you, David. I will, I will now be listening to some The Band after I finish the podcast tonight. Of course, the earliest you can hear this episode is on Friday, August 11th. I'm recording this on Thursday night, August 10th. Soccer. Soccer. But before we get to soccer, humans, you know we have a very important political situation going on here at the show. No, I don't mean global politics, humans. No, I don't mean national politics. I mean politics right here at the Sydney Hollis Show. Of course, if you're new to the show, this will sound a little hard to imagine. <laughs> but if you are with me, if you've been here a while, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you new, when we break bread, when we listen to this show, when I talk into the microphone, when you listen through your 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 earphones, your earbuds, your AirPods, your cans... When you listen, you're breaking bread. When I talk, I'm breaking bread. When all of the humans listen, we're all somehow together in this moment, this community, the Sydney Hollis Show. And we call that place where we go to in our minds when we listen to this podcast, we call it the hideaway. And it's, you know, I'm reminded of Jimmy Buffett's song lyrics, One Particular Harbor. It's a one particular harbor sheltered from the wind. Anyway, humans and new listeners, I guess you're human now. <clears throat> we're having a we're having a referendum. We're having a so some politicking going on, and we'll get to that. But soccer, the Women's World Cup, USA are out. Bummer. To quote Bill Murray. Ghostbusters 2 at the beginning. Bummer. Uh, it was great. It was fun. And I can't believe I forgot to talk about it here on the show. I did not get up for the 3 a.m. game when the U.S. played at 3 a.m. I did not get up for that one. I thought I would get up for the most recent game, the game that they unfortunately lost. Um, I thought I would get up at that one for that one because that was on a Sunday morning at 5 a.m. I was like, dude. I'll go to the beach all day Saturday. I'll come back. I'll do whatever. And then I'll just set an alarm for five in the morning. And I'll get up, have some coffee or not, and just sort of like lazily watch the game, hopefully stay up. But if I fall back asleep on the couch, no big whoop. And there'll be more of this to come. I love 
off-hours live major sports events like the Olympics are like this. Um, so it's a bummer that they lost, and that would that was fun. And of course, I'm just I'm just you know, as someone who's not a huge soccer fan, I'm probably not going to watch the rest now that the U.S. is out. And let me say something. I not only was rooting for our country with my heart, but I was rooting with my pocketbook. I put a few bucks down on the uh, on the gals on the U.S. women's team. And notice I've been very careful, humans, not to say the U.S. women's national team, because I hate this. I hate that. I hate so much that to read about or to see an article about either soccer team, the U.S. WNT, the U.S. MNT, I have to like read this long acronym. Can't we just call them like our soccer team? The U.S. Women's National Team. The U.S.M.N.T. The U.S. Women's National Team. The U.S.W.N.T. It's... And it always tricks me when I see the acronym for the men's. It's like, wait, is this something to do with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I always see, like, T.M.N.T. I don't know. That's what my brain goes, at least. Ugh. Stop. I don't know. It doesn't have to be the U.S. W. N. T. all the time, and whatever the men's was is again. I just it drives me crazy. Anyway, I had thirty thirty eight dollars in my uh, online account, so I put all thirty eight on them to make the three peat, and it would have paid pretty well. Would have paid like one hundred and thirty four. So you know, I thought it would happen. I'm I'm still more bummed as an American than I am as a gambler. But what's really got me annoyed here, humans, and, you know, my demeanor has been a little annoyed today, so for that, forgive me, but what's really just irked the heck out of me is this dope Alexi Lawless, king of American soccer in 1994, I mean, when did when did Lion King come out? Probably right around then. This guy looked like a lion back then. A nice mane, a nice red mane. That goatee. He really looked like a lion. Talk about the stars aligning. U.S. soccer god in 1994. And I've always been led to believe, well, who knows? It had to have been for his look. Because that's what soccer players in America looked like back then. They looked like people that played hacky sack. But what did this... What's got me so annoyed is his intense criticism of the U.S. women's team. Not the U.S. women's national team. Of our soccer team. Can I just say that? Of our women's soccer team. Isn't that so much easier than saying the USWNT? Um, like the the second the game was over, well not the second, but like one minute after the game was over, when the person was wrapping it up, and then they swung it over to the talking heads at Fox Sports, which Alexi Lalos is one of them. He just immediately went in on them, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically just said, "This caps off a failure." 
or this World Cup was a complete, I think, he, no, he said an unmitigated failure. Yeah, and the, you know, the, the play of this game, while, you know, I think deservedly praised, it doesn't cover up deficiencies. It doesn't mean that there isn't going to be an examination of this team. As you mentioned, from a historic perspective, this has never happened. And so ultimately, 2023 has been an unmitigated failure. For the U.S. women's team. For our team. And it's just like, dude, shut up. What the heck has, what did you ever do on our national team? God, I can't get away from saying national team now. What did you ever do on our team? What did your team ever accomplish? These ladies are going for a three-peat. It's one thing to be doing analysis and to offer a professional opinion and say, yes, I played soccer for the United States. I played soccer in Europe. I'm qualified to do this analysis. It's one thing to do that. But to just first words out of your mouth, this is an unmitigated failure. It's like, dude, just take a step back. Like, you guys didn't win. <laughs> you guys didn't win. Can you just take the judgment out of your voice and just tell us what happened? And, you know, living in a big city, I get annoyed sometimes with the way they cover sports here because it really is. You're either a hero for a week in football, let's say. You're the hero for the week, and then the next week, you know, you're back to being like the, tr- the press hates you. And I, there's something more fun about, like, a smaller place or, like, certainly, you know, when I was in college, the, the local paper tends to root for the team. And they sort of have a more positive opinion. I'm not saying Alexi should change his opinion, I guess. But, man, can you just shut up? Like, <laughs> you guys didn't win shit. So to call it a failure is just so stupid when it comes to sports. I mean, it's they made it to the tournament. That's already a success. Just to, that that label failure just drives me crazy for someone who accomplished nothing in soccer. It, it just it's I find and then of course when I was trying to find a clip to play for you humans, I came across that this guy's just a troll. He's a troller. He says crazy things. He's an idiot. But the thing about it is, in sports, unless unless you win the whole thing. You lose your last game. Now, there's some exceptions to that. If you don't make playoffs, you can win your last regular season game. If you're in some kind of thing, in an Olympic thing, or even a World Cup where they have a third place, then you can you can win, you know, you can win the third place match. But in general, across the board, in sports, unless you win it all, you, you lose your last game. So then who else are you calling a failure, dude? And what does that make you? What does that make you? Anyway. Well, humans. The bell tolls. The bell will toll. The bell tolls soon. The bell is tolling now. However it goes. For the dogs. At the hideaway. 
Again, the hideaway is the little beach community where we all go in our minds. We all get together. We all break bread as listeners and participants in this show. And of course, there's the hideaway, the bar that started it all. There's hideaway bluffs, luxury condominiums. There's the mug club brewery on the first floor of hideaway bluffs. There's hideaway bluffs beach clubs. And of course, way on the other side, on the other side of a pier, there is Dog Beach. And I thought I was being very generous when I said that dogs could be off leash until 9.30 in the morning. And Andy and Tampa said, "Uh, uh, uh. come on, man. I love being around my dog. You've already got a sequestered here on the other side of the overpass. Why can't my dog be off leash after 9.30? And I said, you know, fine. You guys can put up a mesh along the pilings of the pier that separates Dog Beach from the rest of the beautiful hideaway. And it has to be an earth-toned mesh. It can't be orange construction mesh. And if we get seven calls advocating... Saying, yes, please. Then you guys get your mesh. And I said the deadline is the episode that takes place on August 18th. Which means you have until like August 16th or 17th to get your votes in. Because I record usually on Thursday nights. But it could be a week where I record on a Wednesday. So you have until August 16th or 17th to get your votes in. You just need seven. And Andrew in Tampa, he counts as vote number one. So you really only need six now. Well, let me tell you something. We got a call to the listener line. And uh, let me just play it for you, humans. The dog park at Hideaway Bluffs should be leash-free. Well, 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 well. Is this a third? (laughs) Is this a second vote? Is this the second vote in favor of the mesh? I mean, the person didn't mention the mesh. They said that the dog park, dog beach, should be leash-free. But doesn't that sound like Andy and Tampa at the very beginning there? Can we, can we, can we listen to that again, humans? The dog park at Hideaway Bluffs should be leash-free. Whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. Well, well, well. You know, he's a frequent contributor. He brings his own flavor. He brings pizzazz. He brings production. I mean, let's let's not forget he included a, an audio production element to his to his uh, summer movie costume contest submission. I don't know a hundred percent. I don't know a hundred percent, but it sounds to me. Like, that's Andy in Tampa at the very beginning, whenever you're ready. Goading a person, you know, standing outside of a polling place and telling someone who to vote for and then walking them in. Maybe he was even in the little booth. Maybe he was in the booth. Gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. Don't know if this counts as a vote. Now, not just based on that. Not just based on that, but this person didn't introduce themselves. 
They didn't mention the mash. You know, they, they sounded very coached. It was a dog park, not dog beach. Didn't mention the mash. Didn't say their name or where they reside. Now, now none of that was uh, spelled out. But it's something that smells fishy to me, humans. So we still remain with one vote. Andy and Tampa's got the one vote. Humans, you need. That's if you want. Maybe, hey, maybe some of you are with me. Maybe the less the less dogs off leash, the better. But if you want the dogs of the hideaway to have a dog beach where they can run off leash, then I would suggest vote. Because the polls close. This offer goes away when I hit record on likely Thursday the 17th, but possibly Wednesday the 16th. Um, and then they won't reopen until next beach season. We can revisit. We'll revisit the mesh, I guess, if it even gets brought up next May, May of 2024. If this doesn't pass this time around. So this is important, humans. For you. And your pets. And your imaginary pets. <laughs> Heck. If this catches on, maybe maybe I'll even get an imaginary dog in the hideaway one day. <laughs> maybe that'll be a good way to step my feet into the water. Well, humans. The Yeti mugs are here. This Saturday, August 12th, by this Saturday, possibly even Friday, but let's just say by this Saturday, August 12th, the store at sydneyhollishow.com will be open, and you can purchase a Sydney Hollis Show mug, of course, 14-ounce Yeti Rambler mug with the Sydney Hollis Show Sunset logo, right there at sydneyhollishow.com. Huh. It'll probably be sydneyhollishow.com slash shop. But if it's not slash shop, maybe it's slash store. But I think it will be slash shop. sydneyhollishow.com slash shop. Tell us more about these mugs, Sid. Well, one of the things we like to do around here is lighthouse keeper a beer. Drink an alcoholic beverage out of a mug, out of a coffee mug. There's something soothing about it. Cradling your hands around a mug while you tell a story. There's something soothing about it. And and yet somehow, to me, the coffee mug evokes a lighthouse keeper. The sun is cresting. It's coming up. He's at the end of a long watch. Why not have a little happy hour while you're still up in the tower? Look out over the the bay that you've protected ships from, or rather the rocks you've protected ships from all night. A little victory happy hour. Lighthouse keepering a beer, or a whiskey, or whatever, you, whatever your choice is. The store is now live, or will be live on Saturday, August 12th. Check in, humans. CityHollowShow.com slash shop.
And of course, if you need a visualization of what it means to lighthouse keeper a drink, David and Boulder, who also contributed earlier today, sent in a photo of Principal Strickland from Back to the Future lighthouse keepering some brown liquor in Back to the Future 2. I promised I would put that up on the website a few weeks ago, humans, and I failed. Don't let Alexi Lawless anywhere near me. I failed. Uh... But I will put that up. I will put that up. That will be available to view when the store goes live as well. Lighthouse keepering a drink. You can now... And of course, humans, here's the best part. When you buy one of these mugs, you then belong to Mug Club Brewery on the bottom floor, the ground floor of Hideaway Bluffs. It's a physical representation of a club that exists in our minds. And you get in with one of these mugs. Anyway, humans, this has been a lot of fun. I'll see you next Friday. Peace and love. Peace and love. The dogs at the hideaway need you. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope.